Adaptable Project is here to help, educate and inspire Aussie blokes to reclaim their physical and mental strength. I was with my trainer today and she said, you can't leave until you've got 700 active calories. And I was at like 430 and I was like... (gasps) This is the Dad Bod Project. The Dad Bod Project. It's the Dad Bod Project podcast where with Gus Warland, with a, a bloke with a resume that, with a, a wide array of radio and TV stuff, including Triple M's Breakfast Show. And look, we have a lot of contributors to the show, Gus, but the there are a few that are probably as on brand as you, mate, um, in terms of what we're doing. So I really appreciate your efforts and energies of being here, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Beautiful. So mental fitness versus mental health, what's that mean? Yeah, I just thought mental health has got a bad rap. It makes people think that you're at the bottom of the barrel. It makes you think that people that, you know, perhaps other people have mental health issues. Whereas if you talk about mental fitness, it's a bit like your physical fitness. You know, you can work on it. We can give you exercises. We can focus in on it and we can make you better with what's going on in your melon, just like we can by getting a little bit leaner or a little bit fitter with your physical stuff. So when I started using the term, it was after the Invictus Games, which were here in Sydney couple of years ago and I there was this beautiful one-handed um, weightlifter from Canada who was trying to lift about 15 kilos and the crowd were behind her and the judges kept giving her eh, eh, and we're like come on she can do it she can do it and eventually she did with a one hand she lifted it we all went nuts and I I was part of the sort of the media so I went down there and spoke to her and she spoke about mental fitness being as important as physical fitness and I went do you mind if I use that? And she went, no, no problem at all. And when I use it with school kids now, which is what the generation we really try to focus on, they all nod along. Whereas if you talk about mental health, they start clicking off and going, well, that's not nothing to do with me, but work on your physical fitness, work on your mental fitness, work on them together. You're a much better chance of getting through the toughest type of stuff that life throws at you. So I ran with it. And when you get kids nodding along, when you're talking about these type of emotional vulnerable topics, and I go, you know what? I'm going to use that term over and over, and it's become a thing now, which I'm hoping everyone will pick up um, because I think things are somehow more positive to work on. Mate, you bet, we're going to start using it as the Dad Bod Project as of now. Um, right. Because, because I think that we just need to, in terms of the mental health of blokes in this country, and, and I say blokes um, deliberately using gender-specific language there, Gus, and I know we're not excluding anyone, and I know you've got that as part of your brief as well. But we do need to better quantify what it is we're talking about. I think we need to deliver the message a little better. And you're right, mental health is a bit like, uh, I'm no good, whereas mental fitness, is, irrespective of where you're at, there's things you can do to make yourself a little bit better every day and maybe even help your mates get a little bit better every day to better insulate ourselves, no matter how you're travelling. So that's, that's brilliant. Gotcha for life. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I started off the back of a TV program I did called Man Up on the ABC. And Man Up really was a me challenging masculinity and wondering why we lost so many blokes every day to suicide. And I'm sure your listeners would understand these stats, but I'll, I'll give them to you anyway to give you a bit of context. Seven Aussie men that woke up this morning won't wake up tomorrow morning. Two Aussie women that woke up this morning won't wake up tomorrow morning. So that's nine Aussies that we will lose today that will take their own life. And that's every day, day after day. And on top of that, 
65,000 people attempt suicide a year in this country. That's one every 28 seconds. So you and I have been chatting now for just a few minutes Well, you can do the math along with the listeners to say, well, there's probably five or six people that have phoned the AMBO in that time and said, please save me. Or someone's walked in on a work colleague and said, I need saving. Or someone's walked in on a loved one and said, I need saving. So I think we're we're aware of the situation in this country, that we've got a mental fitness issue, that we've got lots of problems with anxiety and depression. A lot of people have lost hope and a lot of people are going through tough times. So gotcha for life, I suppose, off the back of man up. I went, well, I want to do more. It was one of those things, and I'm sure you do it in your work, where it starts off as a job and then all of a sudden it becomes a passion. Then all of a sudden you just want to do more of it and you never get tired doing it. And that's what, so I suppose, Man Up series did for me. And now I've had Gotcha for Life for just under five years. It comes up at the end of March, um, five years, and we've given seven million bucks away to people that work in suicide prevention. So we really focus on prevention through education and educating people, whether it's at corporations, sporting clubs, at schools, wherever people want to meet. We just want people to learn some emotional muscle to start a conversation outside of banter. You know, banter, those conversations, so easy for us to have, talking about sport, the weather and work. Well, that's great. And 95% of combos should be those conversations. But give yourself 5% to talk to someone about the important stuff. And that can be a professional, can be a teacher, can be a coach, or it can be one of your mates that you turn into a best friend. And that's really what we're trying to do is just tinker with a little, little bit call it mental fitness, give it something positive, and then give people the exercises they need to have those conversations that we're simply not having at the moment. We have way too many people worrying alone, way too many people having their own thoughts in their own head and not verbalizing them. So we need to give them the emotional muscle to have these conversations, even if it's with snot running down your nose and tears running down your eyes. And we need to start having more of those conversations. And that eventually will turn this around and Gotcha for Life was built around getting zero suicides. And I know that's a huge call, but one's too many. So zero has got to be it. I mean, those statistics are just, I mean, I know those statistics and I could reel them off like that as well. And even I hear that from you and it's like, this is fucked. Like this yes. is just shit house. You know, it's, yeah, even just hearing someone else say it, it's, it's quite remarkable. A couple of really, really important things there, I reckon, in terms of, like we're saying, in, in how we're going to deliver this message because, like you're saying, you said the 95.5% and you're saying a lot of, it, you know, your other, your tone or your media or whatever is around, we don't have to be like this all the time. We don't have to change who we are as blokes. And certainly the conversations that we have around new versions of masculinity are whilst those conversations are important. I still feel like a lot of it's still a bit fluffy. It's still a bit la-la-la. And, you know, so if we're still saying to blokes, listen, you can still talk about chicks and footy, right? You can still be tough if that's who you are. That's fine. You don't have to cuddle and kiss and cry every time you hang out with your mate. But what it's about is having that capacity to do it if the situation warrants it. And, two, the fact that we all, we all agree that that's allowed now. It never used to be Absolutely. allowed. Now it's allowed. They changed the rule and you're allowed to do it now. We're changing the rules. That's right, because the rules have got us to where we are now. So why would we want to keep on doing the same thing over again where we lose seven blokes a day every day and we have blokes wandering around worrying alone the whole time? And it's only a matter of time before you find someone in your circle of friends or group of people that you hang out with that eventually will be in a position where they need to talk to you about stuff. So we need to make it 
totally 100% tick the box that I can talk to you about absolutely anything. And like I said, you're not bursting into tears every five minutes or having a DNM every time we talk. Most of the time, we're doing exactly what we've always done. And what I'm you know, on a radio show, Drive Time with Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor, we're talking absolute gibberish most of the time, having an absolute laugh, having a ball. I went to a function last night, 35 blokes did a, did a uh, gotcha for life uh, fun ride the other day in those horrendous conditions in the rain and we're all sitting around having beers and stuff and that's where we want to be. That's where we're comfortable. I don't want to change that but leave a little piece of yourself to have that conversation and the problem is at the moment we don't quite have the emotional muscle to have that conversation. So what we're doing is giving people workshops and areas to improve their, their uh, physical sorry, their emotional muscle, so they can start having those conversations. It's not about changing everything about being a man. It's changing the stuff that we need to change. And um, I reckon the bravest thing you can do is actually talk about your feelings rather than bottle them up. Because as I said, seven a day, every day, we're going to keep doing that. Is the next generation, I've got a son who's 22. Is my grandson eventually going to be doing that? No, I don't want that. I want them to feel that they can talk about anything openly without any judgment. And I think that's the bravest thing you can do. When you are then talking to a mate, because I've heard you discuss this in the past as well, where you're talking about, okay, the first question you ask your mate, how you go? It's like, yeah, mate, how are you, Gus? Good, mate. Yeah, good, good. You know, what's the <laughs> second question and the third question? You know, if we're going to equip ourselves with some skills, I ask mm. you how you're going. And then what, what do I do next? I'll go, no, mate, how you really go? How you really, yeah, exactly. how should that conversation play out then? We're so good at brushing off that first one. That's why Are You OK Day is so brilliant, but we need to move to the next step now where the second and third and fourth questions are asked, which is what you're asking me. So, yeah. you know, if you ask me if I'm OK, and if I, re I reckon I could probably talk to you because you understand the space, you know, and you live in the space and you're helping people, you're a bit of a beacon for people in this space. So I could be open with you. But I perhaps wouldn't do it if we were just having a beer before we were off to do a chat together or something. But if in the right place, and that's what blokes tend to not do very well, is we don't build a safe place to have this conversation. Having a beer and stuff's fine, but you've got other people around you. You might have a game there. It's a bit of a distraction. So what I say to people is enjoy that moment. Enjoy your beers. Enjoy the band. To have a laugh. Chuck 10 in the pokies. Have a snitty. Whatever you want to do, that's all good. Say to them the next day, hey, rather than meeting at the pub, why don't we go for a walk? It's so much easier for us blokes to chat if we're driving where we're side to side and not eyeball to eyeball or walking and doing a bit of physical stuff, which I know that you're a big part of milking the mental fitness with the physical fitness. So those conversations, you can't just go, oh, I'm not quite sure if you are okay, mate, so how are you really? Because that just starts this whole sort of, what are you, a fucking detective? Fuck off. Leave me alone. You're, you're my mate. Leave me alone. I just want to have a conversation with you. It's like so if you go for a walk or a drive and it's over a period of time, the conversation can start and splutter and spurt. It's not a perfect thing at all. It's just a matter of getting the conversation out and you need time for that and you need to feel safe. Like the other day we did a function at Avalon Surf Lifesaving Club, 256 blokes turned up, most of them looking around going, what the fuck is this all about? Like, why am I here? My wife's pushed me in here. I'm come along with a mate or whatever it might be. And then they realise all these other people turned up and we're getting more chairs out of the area at the back because we hadn't, we'd undercated for chairs. And all of a sudden you look around, you go, 
Jesus. I had no idea. In this local area, there's 256 blokes that are sponges that want to learn what it takes to be a man today compared to when the rules were set all those years ago. And they are there trying to be a better dad, a better husband, a better uncle, whatever roles we play. And we play multiple roles. We want to be better at them and we want to be kind and we want to not have that uncomfortable silence when we have these conversations. Well, the thing is, you will have uncomfortable silence. You will have moments where you feel out of control, which for a bloke is really hard. You are going to get a little bit, Ugh, this is not easy. Well, once you do it once, you practice it again, it'll get easier and easier. And eventually you have a conversation which is deeper and stronger and your relationship will be deeper and stronger and you're away because you don't want anyone in your village, anyone in your close group of friends and family worrying alone. Worrying alone is the worst thing you can do. It always comes back to that. Are you worrying alone at the moment about shit? And most blokes are. Well, find someone to talk to about it and it's going to be uncomfortable. It won't be easy. You'll feel out of control, but eventually you'll get there. That's why I like the mental fitness analogy because it's a bit like your physical fitness. You go to the gym the first week or so, you bloody, oh, I can't believe I'm paying for this. You don't want to go. Everything's starting to creak and everything's starting to hurt. A month later, six months later, you're practicing it, you get better, you lose a bit of weight, you get a bit of confidence, you feel like you know what you're doing. Well, that's exactly the same thing with your mental fitness. And it's time to man up and actually start having these conversations because I don't want anyone in my friendship group to be worrying alone. I don't want anyone that I love and adore to be worrying alone. So I have uncomfortable conversations with them. I prefer that than be writing a eulogy, which I've done, unfortunately, once already, and I don't want it to happen again. This is the Dad Bod Project. The old version of masculinity for our dad's generation, worrying alone was what you were meant to do, right? That was part yeah. of your job, right? Yeah. I've got shit I worry about and I've got to do it on my own. And we had a really good conversation, I think, when we started this podcast as an offshoot of the Dad Bod Project last year, so early last year when Matthew Richardson and I had this conversation and we were talking about our dads and, and both of us don't have our dads anymore. We followed a fairly similar a pretty similar trajectory in life, except Richo played 282 uh, AFL games and I played none. So he I, he was marginally better than me. Apart hey, from exactly hey, you yeah. played 282 between the two of you. So that's okay. And, and uh, in our press release, that's what I say. Uh, <laughs> but we're just talking about our dads and how the things that we can learn from our dads for better or worse, because they did a lot of things better than us in some ways too, if you go into a bit of a deep dive on it. But that was the rule was you had to worry by yourself, right? You weren't allowed to have these conversations and we've just got to really make sure that blokes are aware that you don't have to do this all the time. You can still be tough. You can still grow a wicked moustache like Booney if you want to. You don't have to, you know. <laughs> I can't. I tried to do it in lockdown last year and it didn't work. But, but so, I'm, so I'm not a man in the moustache department. But you, you can still be like that, but we need to tell each other that it's okay and then equip ourselves with the skills to do it if we need to do it, which is the sort of stuff you're doing, which is quite magnificent. I just reckon too, and I don't know whether this is even necessarily the, the space or even um, the platform to have the conversation, but part of this conversation also needs to be around the causes in the first place. A lot of stuff that we're talking about is some of its causes, but some of its symptoms. And we put up a post on our Instagram page a couple of couple of months ago. It was a Desmond Tutu quote. And to paraphrase, it was like we keep fishing people out of the river, we need to walk upstream a bit and find out why they're falling in in the first place. Yeah. And th that's a that's a more challenging and deeper conversation that I reckon this country needs to have. 
Oh, look, for sure. I think it's the most important conversation we should have. There's so much going on at the moment, and that was before COVID. So you had COVID in there and all the struggles that people have had now, and now you're looking at the world and a madman over in Russia doing what he's doing, and then Mother Nature giving us an absolute kick up the ass as well. There's so much going on, but it really what I like to do is simplify it back to your village. So I, I had two, two big chats yesterday to a couple of big organisations around how you can look after your staff better. And it really comes down to a very simple formula, I believe, because otherwise, if you look at the problem around mental fitness around the world, you go, well, when the fuck am I going to start? Like, this is huge. And you look in Australia, you go, well, that's huge as well. So the only way that I think we can look at it is your own little village. And what is your village? And all your listeners now listening, wondering what I'm talking about. Well, get a pen and paper out, not a laptop and not a computer and not your phone in notes. Actually get a pen and paper and write down the people that you love and adore and you cannot imagine living without. Now, everyone will have their own individual list of that. I started off, I was actually looking at my list this morning and because I... I send them everyone today, I love you, I miss you, look forward to seeing you soon, text message to my village this morning, kiss hug, kiss hug, I do it every few days, and or I say, has anyone told you today? And they write back, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, well, I want them to let you know that my life's better having you in it. Now, I talk, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve, right? I'm a big buff head and whatever. I'm 115 kilos, and but I cry often. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and, and that's who I am. I know people find that more difficult than I do, but I tell you, just connecting with your village, the people you love and adore and you cannot imagine living without, just with technology, that's enough to start the ball rolling. Sending them a text message, sending them a meme, sending them a joke, but get a pen and paper out. Write down a list of the people you love and adore. And then go to work with them. Make sure that you look after them. Let them know that you love them. Don't take those relationships for granted. Why is it that we look after people that we don't like that much or people we work with or people that are clients? We look after them and talk to them better than we look after our family, our friends, our children, our partners. Like, it's just nonsense the way that we've got into that routine. So it's all about simplifying it down to your village, looking after them. And if everyone does that, eventually... These little villages will all link together and stuff because if you look at the problem as a worldwide or an Australian problem, you wouldn't even start. You wouldn't even start doing what you and I are doing. So let's just simplify it, look after your village, and then keep telling people that you love them, be kind to them. And it doesn't mean you're nice to them all the time. Sometimes a bit of a hard truth needs to be happening. Well, that should happen from someone when you've built a good relationship with them. So that's what I talk about, about jump, the blokes jumping in upstream. Well, if I'm there on the river's edge going, well, no one in my fucking village is jumping in, I promise you that because they all know I, they, they all know that I've got them. They all know that they shouldn't have to worry alone because I'm throwing shit at them every now and again. They're throwing shit at me and we are helping each other through good, bad and ugly. That's what I want everyone to have, to have those type of relationships. We've got too many mates in this country, not enough friends. We're going to start turning some of those mates into friends and we've got to throw away perfect throw away the bullshit social media and throw away drugs and alcohol to handle every situation. Have a beer, of course, no problem at all. But don't use that as your tool to get through the type of stuff that life throws at us. Use your mates and you'll realise that everyone's going through stuff. You're not the only one. And that'll make you feel like you're part of one big dysfunctional society. I'm happy to be a part of that. I'm Believe me, I'm not perfect and I'm just having a crack and I want everyone else just to have that type of attitude and that way we'll look after each other better 
So much brilliant stuff in that, Gus. I mean, you know, alcohol is one thing and we've discussed that quite a bit in terms of how um, that's part of the new version of masculinity in this country too in terms of how we view alcohol. Um, that's one thing. But I love the sense of leadership in this. Like this whole thing, it's like any problem in the world that is enormous. Where do you start? Well, you start with you and what mm. you can do, right? And to take a sense of leadership amongst your village, even if you don't feel like a leader, and that might just be one other bloke or whatever, I think is a really important, really great concept. You know, but- you know what it is? It's leadership with vulnerability. So you've got to start with vulnerability. Once you realise that it's okay to be vulnerable, you will then talk to people about stuff that had been taboo in the past. Once you break down that barrier and it becomes okay to talk about, oh, the relief is incredible and the friendship and the mateship and the deepness of that relationship goes to a whole new level. And I'm saying don't do this with all your mates. Like sometimes I look around and I go, well, there's no way I'm fucking telling Robbo anything because he's a fuckwit. But I love Robbo and he's and he's a perfect bloke to have a beer with and he's a perfect bloke to go to the footy with and he's a perfect bloke to fuck around with. But he's not my guy when it comes to me talking about my feelings. My guy is Smithy. So Smithy's my guy. You know, I'm just using you know, sort of surnames now, but everyone will have someone in their group where they go, fucking no way I'm talking to them about it, but I will talk to him. And that's the relationship I mean, finding that person who's got you for life without any um, without any judgment, that's the key, you know, because like I say, it goes back to the 95, 5% rule. It's only 5% of you where you're getting a little bit emotional and vulnerable and you do that with that bloke or that professional or whoever you decide to choose. And that that's what we're talking about. Everything else you can still do whatever you've done before, but just don't worry alone. And how are you going to get around that? Yeah, look, then that's that's the key. The other thing I think too, I love the underlying thing here is it's about taking action. And that's, I think, you know, between the Dadboard project as well in, in a very, very different way. It's okay, well, what's something I can do today? Just a little thing, right? One of our um, mini challenges that we do is exactly what you say. Find a mate that you haven't spoken to in three months and send him a message. Doesn't even yeah. matter necessarily say, right? Who is a mate of yours that you love that's in your village to use your vernacular that you haven't spoken to in three months, text him today. That's all you gotta do, right? That's the one yeah. little thing you can do today. And maybe it's for you, maybe it's try meditation. It might not fucking work, right? It <laughs> might. For some it does, for some it doesn't. It might be go for a walk, whatever it is. But just do that little thing, you know, that you, you know, so that's it really comes down to action. A lot of these movements, I think, are about raising awareness. Well, and we need to have the conversations. We need to raise awareness and we need to remind each other of those fuck awful statistics. But we also need to do some stuff. And that's where Gotcha for Life and what you're doing is brilliant because it's actually, we're actually doing something. We're men, we require solutions. And here are a couple of solutions that you can try. I, I agree with you. The awareness stuff, if you don't know that we've got a problem with mental fitness in this world, in this country, you've been living under a rock. So awareness will just happen. But action is the absolute key. And action starts with you, as you've said, starts with that text message. And I'd take it, you know, a step further. I would write a text message and I get people to write text messages which, which are outside of the normal conversation that you would have because people go, wow, what's this about? Like we did, we did a function the other night and I got everyone to send, I love you, I miss you, see you soon, kiss, hug, kiss, hug to someone in their village. Now, every bloke in that room who got a response, did not get a text message, got a phone call. 
because that's what us blokes do because they go what the fuck are you doing are you okay brother what's going on because we don't talk this way with each other right whereas the girls went love you too sister emoji emoji kiss hug you know all this stuff and one girl got rang up by a sister and said is everything okay and she goes yeah and she explained I actually got them to put it on um, speakerphone and we were all sort of sitting around listening to it. She goes, I was worried about you because I've been worried the last time I saw you. And they had this whole conversation in front of us. And I was sort of like, okay, we're in it now. We may as well stick with it. And we all spoke to the sister as well. And she said, well, I was worried about my sister. She's been working too hard. The relationship she had's not terrific, da-da-da. So we had this really lovely conversation, whereas blokes were just worried straight up really worried about their mate. But it's because we don't have those conversations enough. If you get that text message regularly, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's my mate checking in on me. I'm going to check in with him. It's more about that getting mentally fit, going to the gym again, having that conversation again, getting used to being a bit vulnerable, used to being a bit out of control. You're absolutely right. Action is where we need to be. And that's what Gotcha for Life is about. Anyone that does fundraisers for us or supports us, you know, to give that $7 million away. And I want to give another couple of million dollars away this year. It'll all be around action. What are you going to do with this money? What are you going to do to make to actually switch that dial towards zero? We had a 5.7% decrease in suicide in 2020 because we're always a, wet, a year behind with our stats. That was 170 people less than the year before. Still over 3,000 people taking their life. So we're by no means anywhere near where we need to be, but it was a little win. And it shows that if we keep going down this path, we keep challenging masculinity, keep challenging the, the rules on what it takes to be a man and a woman in this country, we will eventually have people having more conversations of gravity and less conversations of banter. And that's where we need to be. Amen, Gus. Now, speaking of taking action, you did a bit of training this morning. What did you do? What, what did you do for your physical health today, mate? Yeah, so I'm doing Kokoda. A bunch of blokes from the Southern Shire in Sydney um, said that they're going to do a Kokoda Trail um, fundraiser for Gotcha for Life. And I said, well, I'd love to come along. Can I bring my son? He's 22. Um, and over the Christmas and Ashes period, I was doing commentary for Triple M on the cricket and uh, might have had a might have had a month or so where I was probably eating and drinking a little bit too much. So I went, fuck me, Dad, I've got to go in like four months. So I've got myself a personal train. I've got a mate of mine that works with me as well. And we are going to like a six o'clock, seven o'clock hit class. We're doing some strength stuff and I'm walking and I'm I'm 15 kilos down since the 30th of January. So I've hit the ground running and I want to be 100 kilos when I go to Kokoda. So I've got a real goal on that. And then I've got a trip to America with Gotcha for Life. We're doing some stuff over there. Uh, and, and a fundraiser over there. So I just want to be looking good when I go there and feeling like, you know, um, I'm not a big fat slob. So um, I'm on a bit of a mission at the moment and I certainly feel better and more up for, you know, what I'm doing at Gotcha and also on the radio on Triple M when I'm, you know, combining my mental fitness with my physical fitness for sure. Amen. And that's right. You said you're already feeling better and that's um, part of the message that we're trying to deliver gotchaforlife.org with the number four isn't it yeah that's it that's the website if anyone wants to fundraise for us or if they've got a skill set that they might be able to because a lot of people don't have money but they have a skill set that they can offer us it we had a lawyer two years ago go mate i got no dough but i'm a lawyer so are you paying for a lawyer at the moment i'm like oh every now and again he goes well i'll do that for you for free so there's a lot of people in our gotcha for life village that are just supporting with the skill set that they have. So if there's anyone out there that has a skill set that 
you think Gotcha for Life can can use, please hit us up on the website. I'd love to hear from you because we're building all the time. I'd like this to be something that, you know, is my legacy and um, I, I need my village around to build that. And I, I thank you for your time today to, to get to your audience as well and to have a chat. And I hope that it's been worthwhile for everyone. The pleasure is ours, mate, absolutely. But before we go, I just I want you to know that I love you and I miss you and I'm going to see you soon. Kiss hug, kiss hug. <laughs> Kiss hug. Oh, I forgot the kiss hug, kiss hug. Don't miss the kiss hug, kiss, kiss, and a massive hug. I tend to hold on a little bit of pro- inappropriately long, but that you, you'll get that from me once you get to know me. Well, I look forward to that. Gus, thanks for joining us on the Dadlog Project podcast. My pleasure. Have a good one. Bye-bye.